from Trimble Construction, you're listening to the Connected Construction Show, where we connect you to the contractors, owners, designers, engineers, and construction professionals who are finding better ways to work. And now, here's your host, Matt Sprague. Hello, and welcome back to the Connected Construction Show. I am your host, Matt Sprague. Thank you all very much for joining us again this week. This week's guest, very excited to have Jerry Dahl, who is the leader in digital transformation for NorConsult. Uh, Jerry, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Nice to be here. So um, we want to we want to get to know you a little bit before we dive into today's topic. Uh, sure. So we're going to be talking, uh, I think, a lot about uh, digital twins. But before we kind of get into that, uh, in my opinion, enigmatic concept, um, let's get to know you a little bit. What's your background? Uh, what do you do? How did you yeah. get to where you are today? Yeah. Um, yeah. So my name is uh, Yadimun or Jerry, as I normally do when uh, talking to you uh, in the U.S. and uh, other countries. Um, yeah, I've been working with infrastructure projects now for uh, over 13 years, uh, mainly road and rail projects uh, and doing implementation of, of uh, BIM uh, in those projects and also internally uh, in uh, our consultancy firms. Um, do have a background as a road designer, so going into rail projects and road projects is, uh, is my passion, um, of course. Um, yeah. Um, I have a passion also for uh, lean construction and got my yellow belt in lean. So uh, trying to yeah, step up next time, get some brown belts, black belts, maybe in lean uh, for the future. Um, yeah, uh, otherwise, uh, two electric cars, uh, one pet, no zero pets, uh, one kid and yeah, one kid around, uh, arriving at Christmas Eve this year. So that's, uh, oh. yeah, that's exciting. Uh, not putting it under the tree, but uh, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we don't want anybody um, to call yeah. the authorities on you. No, no, no. Um, do actually have a family in Michigan, U.S., so a connection there. Um, so that's exciting. Um, yeah, and my motivation has always been disruption. So implementing new tech uh, to projects that uh, that have, have high, high ambitions, but also working with clients and project that's uh, that see a, a potential for uh, for digitalization um yeah that's awesome i love that that your your passion has always been in disruption yeah i like that that's like like that's like a good quote right it's it's a it's a thought-provoking quote yeah, yeah challenging the status quo uh, it's uh, my kind of line my kind of line of work yeah absolutely so um what's the company that you work for um and i guess what what do they do and and how do you plug in? Yeah, uh, Norconsult is uh, actually Norway's uh, biggest consultancy firm. Uh, so we do uh, design work, consultancy work uh, with all disciplines. Uh, so road, uh, buildings, hydropower, um, actually uh, everything that we need for a, a Norwegian project. Um, we are approximately 5,500 people. Uh, so in, in Norwegian scale, it's, 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 it's big, but probably not compared to the biggest one in US or Europe um, uh, and spread all over Norway. So working locally is, uh, is uh, our goal. Um, and we do 
uh, 20,000 projects a year. So yeah, working a lot of clients with clients, different clients, uh, different uh, big projects, small projects. Uh, yeah. And uh, this year we, we, we got, uh, we had a new, um, goal or strategy and that is uh, being number one in digital execution. So working in our consult, we, we set a goal of, uh, being, uh, having a strategy for digitalization and, uh, and for me, working with BIM and project, but also then having the possibility to yeah, aggregate that or work uh, strategically is uh, yeah, it's a motivation um, and a, a possibility in, in North Consult. So is that a, um, so you said you wanted, your, your goal was to be number one. So is yeah. it within, within Norway, is there basically like a ranking system? Like how, how, how do you become number one? Or is it like, yeah. is it like, is it like the every pizzeria, best pizza in town? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, there are some rankings, but uh, probably no, no ranking from the client side, but us as consultants, we do have this fight and uh, I get angry when other people win projects. So yeah, yeah, yeah. we want to be, be the best and we do. We do. Uh, we try to get some metrics from from our side that uh, going out of this strategy in a couple of years that we we are the best. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, all right. So, digital twins. This is one of my favorite things to discuss um, because it's, as I said before, it's in, in my opinion, it's so enigmatic. Right. It's it's being yeah. it's being defined it's defined differently. It's perceived differently in, in different areas. So um, what is your definition of a di digital twin? Yeah, uh, as you, I see a lot of discussions being made in standardization committees and groups, uh, building smart is uh, something at least uh, big in, in Europe. Uh, um, so I'm not I would not try to step into do another definition of the digital twin actually. Uh, but a digital representation of a, a physical asset is is a clean and simple one, uh, probably. Uh, um, and from my perspective, it's actually uh, two parts here. We have one is the static part uh, that, uh, that that we see out there uh, the, uh, that we can do go out and scan and see um, that has been built actually by the laws and the rules and the guidelines and uh, and the laws that we have. So the static part, and then we also have the dynamic part, the, the things that we can measure, uh, sensors, uh, Internet of Things, uh, that gives you feedback to the static part. And uh, then trying to optimize between the, the static part and this uh, dig the dynamic part, it, it's, that's the, we see, we can find the, the optimization, we can see the prediction of the future. So, yeah. Um, so not trying to make up another definition, but for me, the static part that we see out there today and the dynamic part that gives us the feedback back to um, the digital twin or to the, 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 yeah, the digital representation. Now, is the, the dynamic part, do you find that is uh, mostly utilized in the asset management of uh, it, or the management of the asset, or is there a dynamic part to the construction of that asset as well? I think it's both. Uh, focus probably most on the, the, the maintenance stage that we can find sensors that optimize when we need to replace things, of course, uh, predict uh, the future. Um, but also having the, 
the, the digital mall uh, early on to connect us with with the site with the contractor uh, from everything from air pollution to to having uh, new scans every night it, it's a part of it yeah so what's in your mind like what's what's the potential for digital twins i'm i'm making an assumption yeah, uh, yeah. that we're that we're scratching the surface right we haven't necessarily truly realized everything that we can benefit from it. So like, what are those benefits? What is the potential of a digital twin? Yeah, and I, I tried to dive in to find some, actually some statics or uh, stats uh, quantifiable or not, uh, but I don't find anything actually from, at least from the infrastructure side. But when you go into uh, the airplane industry, for example, that, uh, that has, Worked more with it, uh, more with uh, this than us. Uh, they say, and that AI as AI-based flight analyzing with digital twins could lead to uh, a thirty percent increase in in aircraft uptime, for example. And they also say that twenty-five percent reduction in in hours of scheduling maintenance through optimization of their processes. So there is a potential here, but for infrastructure, I'm not sure uh, if you've seen them yet. Still, still scratching the surface, like I said. Yeah, we're, still we're, scratching we're, the surface. Yeah, we're starting to see it. So, um, tell me about uh, a, a project that you've barked, uh, barked, embarked upon. Yeah. Um, that that involves the, the the delivery of a digital twin. You know how how did it uh, how did it need to be constructed or structured rather uh, in order for it to have success? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we have started with a lot of design build contracts in, in Norway, and uh, we have this uh, project that's close to Oslo, the municipality or the the, the capital of, of Norway, uh, which I'm working on, uh, the E18. And there's a lot of goals within this project uh, for uh, for reducing greenhouse gases, uh, reduce air pollution, noise, uh, reduce number of people killed, of course. So they have set a lot of high ambition goals. And they also include in this uh, tender uh, a lot of demands regarding BIM level three or, or high ambitions around the deliverables from the contractor. So they set, uh, uh, set out to to get a deliverable from the uh, consultants, nor consult, and also from this uh, contractor in this case is Skanska, uh, from a phenomenal con uh, contractor also in the US and Europe, uh, to deliver information that could be uh, at a higher value for the future. So uh, setting up uh, a structure, uh, how we could set up the standardization for the data models is one part of it. Uh, another part is the standardization for the data management and integrations so for APIs, and also giving us some uh, feedback on data security and privacy. So cloud use restrictions, uh, payments of uh, servers. So it's, it's complex. Um, but if you try to break it down to something tangible, it, it's delivering models on IFC formats, so open format, uh, using cloud solutions and cloud solution that we could have a, a potential uh, deliverable from to uh, asset information model, IMA model in, in the future. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to a, a project that that is going to have a digital twin delivered upon, um, is it 
so from from your from your seat from the consultant seat are you driving it or have the owners within norway started to say this is this is this is standard this is the way we expect projects to be delivered uh, in 2000 uh, i think it's 2012 they started doing this first uh BIM manual or, or a guideline for delivering BIM models within projects. So setting demands for uh, what you call disciplinary models, what each discipline, the road, uh, the water sewer, the electronics should deliver, and also setting um, demands for how to do a scans of the existing situation. So the, the static part of uh, the digital twin. So they said that back in 2016. and. Along with the years, uh, we've gotten some feedback on that. Uh, they've done new demands. And in 2016, there was a big shift in Norway. And we got a new uh, National Roads Administration. Uh, and they they set the ambition high. So they went out to demanding BIM level 3 and IFC standards uh, aiming at uh, the ISO 19650. Um, and then we, as a consultant, needed to uh, accommodate those demands and uh, trying to figure out how we could accommodate those uh, demands. And from there, we, it has really uh, skyrocketed uh, in Norway uh, for infrastructure. Uh, mm -hmm. But it's so it sounded like it it started from uh, a government recommendation or a government mandate. Yeah. Um, that that drove that change uh, in in the industry. Have and, and I understand that you're you're dealing with the rails and whatnot. But are, are, from at least from your from your viewpoint, is it similarly transitioning over to the private sector as well? Or are the same type of standards being required? Uh, not as much as in the private sector. Uh, uh, I didn't mention, but there has been a, a good workflow or data flow from the consultancy side to the construction side in Norway for a long, long time. We've not used open formats, but uh, getting data to the construction site for the excavation has been uh, a success for uh, many, many, many years. And also that in the, in the private uh, sector. But to shift to open formats using cloud has that's more li lately. Mm. So when we um, we met a little over a month ago and we were chatting about um, uh, you, you got to uh, or you had a meeting with um, our CEO Rob Painter yeah, um, yeah. in talking about um, the areas that are important to enable success. Um, is collaboration between the designers and the contractors. Um, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, you know, what elaborate on that on that discussion that 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 uh, Rob Painter was involved in, and you know, what potential do you see um, really, you know, working closer with the contractors? Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a quote that says, "I have not failed. I only found ten thousand works of not working with it, or and one that won't work." Right. So. And uh, working with contractors, they, they have a lot of experience. Uh, and so they have failed a lot of times, uh, tried new stuff. Uh, so, uh, and they also see a more uh, bigger picture than a consultant. So they, they know what works in the ditch, they know what works on the site. And talking to them, we could 
we can really step up our game, uh, delivering what they need uh, when they need it, uh, and also providing the info, more information that's more accurate within the, uh, this, uh, uh, the disciplinary models. So uh, the properties in the IFC file, to be more specific, uh, is, uh, is more accurate than what they need. And we also can include more of the information that they normally um, use uh, or they normally have to deliver from their side when a project is finished. So we can implement information about uh, uh, the asset information model or what's going to be the digital twin on an early stage. And that saves them, uh, them a lot of time. And as we talked with your CEO is that uh, if the tools can provide that information early on, it has a big value for for those kind of contractors. Got you. So, so there's better communication. Um, you know, this, so I I look at this very um, stepping aside from like the the large digital twin idea, right? It's just at the beginning. You know, we're working on a three D model uh, from the design phase getting the contractors involved. So like you said, they can, they can utilize the experiences they have uh, just generally in the industry, but also geographically, right? So there's, there's, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. geographic experience that is, that is super helpful. Um, so when now like you, you go from the design phase and now you're really starting to think about, you know, scanning uh, the as is state and, you know, creating, really starting to form that di digital twin, you know, how like you can't do everything, right? So you can't, you can't have everything built into it. We don't have a, a supercomputer on uh, uh, to be able to house all of the data that is potential uh, in that. So how is, how do you decide what's included, what's not included? Um, and, and yeah, I'll leave it at that. How do you yeah, decide? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in a big perspective, you, you can have only have one ID, right, in a model, and everything is linked to databases uh, around this uh, this ID. Um, but uh, for now, we, we need to include uh, a lot of information in the models. Uh, you know, single source of truth, right? So going on to an IFC file that can be used by us, it can be used by the, the client, it can be used by the con contractors on multiple platforms. So in not having that uh, connected databases, but having a unique file that everybody has to their believe on and know what's in, um, uh, that's give us uh, a, a good potential and has been very helpful for, for those projects that has, has yeah, delivering on a high digital uh, ambition. Mm -hmm. I think you just said something um, r really important. And it was a, I think at the beginning of my uh, digital twin journey, it was a misconception that I had that there was kind of like the Lord of the Rings, that there was one software to rule them all. Yeah, um, yeah. And you just said multiple platforms are being utilized. And I think that's the, I think that was a, an important aha moment that I had that the digital twin isn't about the software and how it's, how it's uh, being utilized across all it's how the data is, or I'm asking this now, it, yeah, is it yeah. about the openness of the data to be utilized 
across all stakeholders in the platforms of their choice. Absolutely. Uh, and to have the possibility of doing that, uh, there is some uh, there's some elements that we need to consider, and that one part is uh, how accurate or mature is that information. So, um, you probably heard about uh, level of development, LOD, uh, in, in your industry. Or, uh, and yep. in, in Norway, we have made something we call uh, a model maturity index. So, it's, it's, it's approximately the same as a level of development. So, not, not talk, talking, talking about the geometry, talking about non-geometry, and talking about documentation. So, it's, it's more than just the detailing of the model or number of vertexes or, 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 or detailing. But the model maturity index gives the, uh, the client, the contractors, information of how long uh, how long this mall uh, this mall has come within its lifetime or life cycle. So life cycle could be a project or it could be the whole life cycle, which in, in asset management as well. So uh, it's uh, it's actually a, a value based uh, system. So a hundred is a value that can show this is a sketch, this is a early preliminary design uh, going to. LOD 300, it has been through some quality assessments and it, it's getting ready to be constructed. And if it comes to a, a value that we have now set in order that should be 500 or 600, uh, uh, it doesn't matter, but then it is it's finished. It's a model that could be implemented in a digital twin. So we need to consider the, the, the maturity of the actual design when we go to a model-based mold approach. So it's also, it's, so it's kind of the the, the like the saying, um, garbage in, garbage out, right? So if the, yeah, yeah, if, yeah. the mo if the model, so I feel like at the at the beginning stages of BIM, right? Which you know, it I wouldn't even say I would say the beginning in the in in, in the intermediate stages of BIM, it was kind of like a a, a checkbox, right? Like yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. yeah, we created a BIM model for you, and it was fairly. Um, immature, as you were just yeah, yeah. Uh, just mentioning there. So the the it sounds like the evolution of uh, a model into a like digital twin status has to do with how mature that model is and can be, so that it can continue to be developed and and matured yeah, over yeah. time. Is that yeah, yeah. an accurate statement? That's an accurate statement, and. Um... You also need to, at least for doing the construction, we need to uh, choose what has the uh, highest privileges or highest ranking. Uh, you have the bill of quantities, the contributions of a project. You have the contract, uh, you have malls, and you have drawings. Which of those are going to be uh, be the highest ranked or privileged in, the, in that case? And most, yeah, so some years ago, we, we provided malls, we provided also drawings. And nobody said that the focus is on the mall. We need to accommodate the mall and use the mall. Uh, and then you had the case that somebody used the mall, somebody used the drawings, the malls gets old, uh, and the, the drawings get used. And then we get this um, mix up that uh, and confusion and also going into lawsuits because uh, people, the, the information can't be a single source of truth when having a, a dynamic mall and a static drawing. I think you mentioned that the, the leading edge of any digital transformation is the client. 
the client needs to want it. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take that statement and I'm going to yeah. kind of flip it a little bit or not flip it, but kind of just reposition that into a little bit of a question. So if, if you're in front of a client and they don't know that they want it yet, like they, they're, yeah. they're, they're yeah. you need to educate them. So what, what are you telling them? Why do you need to want this? What, what, what is, what is important to them? Yeah, there's a, a couple of angles that you could uh, take going into that discussion. Uh, um, one part is actually talking about the benefits that we have in the long run. So having the possibility to start building this digital twin that I talked about that has to begin early, right? Uh, in the preliminary design, having the possibility to step into detailed design and also provide value for the construction. So. Um, Talking to them about the, the bigger picture here, the, 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 that this uh, change from going uh, from paper-based or drawing-based to a mall-based approach uh, is uh, having a, a value for for the future. And also then having this, uh, let's call this the single source of truth, this cloud mall or this uh, BIM viewer that everybody can go into, having the same information uh, up to date through the cloud, uh, Combining BIM and GIS, the benefits are are are, are enormous. So uh, yeah, and uh, um, my my manager or the, the office manager talks about we have to do the first digitalization to collaborate better. So the digitalization is example using the cloud. Then we can collaborate better within the cloud systems, and then we can try to be more innovative and more sustainable. Oh, so it's, it's a, it's a step to journey or, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. but, the, but step one is collaboration and then yeah, yeah. we're not going to get anywhere uh, w w without it. Like that's the, that's the first, yeah, yeah. first piece. And digitalization going into a, a single source of truth or a digital twin as, as the base point, uh, is uh, a good way to, uh, start that uh, good collaboration, of course. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, this has been a fun journey in terms of kind of uh, I feel like we, we've come back to the beginning of Digital Twin in terms of what what is this? This could have been the first question of the interview. What's the most yeah. important thing about a digital twin is that it's it's about collaboration. Right. And and if there's if you if you really think about it, if you had every stakeholder that's part uh, that is involved in the design, the build and the operation of an asset all i don't know living in the same house yeah yeah <laughs> that there's going to be good collaboration you'll be able to build it and maintain it successfully and because you're going to be able to share data because you're all in the same house but we don't all live in the same house oftentimes <laughs> the people involved in these type of things don't even live in the same country so it's uh it's important that we have this vehicle uh this technology this uh, this disruptive technology, like you said, you have a passion for that'll help help uh, help us lead us down that road. Yeah. So, uh, last question for you. All right, this is a question that has nothing to do with digital twins, or maybe may, maybe it does. I don't know. Yeah, I'll leave yeah. it up. I'll leave it up to you. Um, what is your motto, or what's a motto that you've heard that 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 you think is uh, an interesting means to live by? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, uh, I have a coworker that's uh, always been always been preaching that uh, high speed or pace will never substitute the choosing in the right direction. So I do like that one. Uh, uh, so um, 
a good method of working strategically in and choosing. But um, as a role designer, uh, I have a saying in it's in uh, maybe Norwegian. I try to translate it, but Vayen uh, Almole. The goal is the journey. So finding the motivation along the path of life for a project uh, that you embark on. That's that's what would be my motto, at least. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. I like the enjoying the journey. It's very similar to um, f- fall in love with the problem, not the solution. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. the, the 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 goal is the solution, but the 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 problem is that journey. So yeah, I like yeah. it. I'm right there, right there with you. Well, uh, Jerry, thank you. It, very, very much for joining us and, and sharing your experiences. Uh, really appreciate you joining the show. Uh, I hope you had a good time. Thank you. And uh, to everybody listening, watching, uh, once again, thanks for joining us. And until next time, stay connected. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Connected Construction Show. For more information, visit us at connectedconstructionshow.com. 